You're listening to the Visual Vocalist Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Prinson. Join me and let's explore all things vocal, including technique, mindset, training and performance in an effort to unleash your full vocal potential. All right. Welcome to the Visual Vocalist Podcast. I'm your host, Eli Prinson. Thanks for joining. All right. In today's uh, episode, we're going to talk about the vocal training mindset. All right. Now, very, very important. Just by changing your approach and your thought process to what you're doing when you're practicing, when you're training, doing your exercises, practicing singing, all right, just a little shift in your approach can greatly speed up your improvements as well as your singing abilities, all right? So let's get started with this. Uh, first thing I wanna talk about is the mindless versus intention mindset, all right? So I've talked about this in previous podcasts and uh, in lessons with students and even in my materials. But um, I remember my teacher was a visual, a visualization vocal, uh, vocal coach. And he used to have all kinds of props in his studio, almost like a magician. And I remember how he had this painting easel, you know, like a blank canvas and a brush there. And it was just blank every time I would show up. And I remember when I finally asked him and he says, oh yeah, um, if you were going to paint a picture, basically, would you get up on the thing and, you know, kind of think about what you're doing and have your mind involved while you're painting? Or would you just kind of turn and look the other way and talk to somebody and just flail your arms with a brush and hope for the best? So that's mindless versus intention. Okay. You have an intention when you're doing something. And in that case, drawing a picture and painting it. Okay. So how does this relate to training your voice? I think it's probably self-explanatory, but we're gonna, we're gonna dig in here. If you are practicing, say you are someone who bought my, one of my courses or another um, systems courses to train your voice with, and you have just an endless amount of vocal training exercises and content to work with, okay? If you're using a program you're kind of on your own, uh, depending on the level of instruction given within that program on how to do the exercises. And in my stuff, I make sure that there is explanations on not just how to do the exercise, but what each exercise is actually for. And I even go as far as to include troubleshooting for the exercises for every level and every exercise so that the learning curve can be greatly reduced as your knowledge of what you're doing, your understanding of what you're doing is increased, okay? So if we go to a list of reasons, a list of reasons, the first thing is, okay, what's the exercise for? I mean, each exercise, ask your coach, what's this exercise for, all right? Now, <laughs> take your time on that and see if you can figure it out on your own. You know, you don't want to go crazy with somebody. What's this for? What's that for? You can, you know, you're paying them. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, when you have some strange, weird sounding thing, like in HVT, I use a lot of um, unfinished sounds and, and weird sounds to create coordinations so that you can actually 
get the results you're looking for. Okay, so even if it's like a mum, 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 mum exercise that we've heard for the last probably 20 years um, from the SLS community, and we use it in HVT as well. But if you just do that over and over and over without knowing any type of mechanics or not having any kind of understanding of what you should be listening out for, what you should be feeling, and what you're goal is with doing that exercise. How can you, as a student of singing, how can you hope to have any kind of improvement? What will happen is if you don't think about what you're doing, you don't ask the questions and you don't have any type of understanding, chances are, and more than likely, you're going to spend a great deal of time just basically doing reps and hoping for the best, right? And I've seen this a million times, and, and I understand this completely. I understand this completely. So if you're just, that's more of a finished sound. I've done the work. I know how to do it. I know what it's doing and how to create that. But I remember the first time I tried to do that, all I did was I heard someone do it, and then they said, okay, do this. <laughs> Didn't explain what was going on. And so what's, what's your first logical and natural thing is without knowing how to establish that bridge in the middle or to get fusion in the registers when it goes high enough um, to go through chest voice, middle voice, and head voice, most people when they start out will do something like this. Mom, 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 mom. They'll start out in their speaking voice and their true voice, and then they'll just flip into falsetto, shoot a bunch of air out, won't fuse the registers, and just do the top part of the exercise in falsetto and then jump right back into chest. Okay, so if you never ask the questions, okay, how do I fix this? What am I doing wrong? What is this for? What do I, what should I be looking for? Then how you cannot hope for improvement unless you just stumble and somehow find it on your own. So save yourself a lot of time and ask the questions, okay? So after you ask those questions, okay, how do I do this? What am I looking for? How do I fuse these registers? What's going on? How do you do that? What's going on here? Then you know what you're looking for. You know, okay, even if I can't physically do it now, I have a better understanding. So you may still get it wrong several times. Mama, 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 mama. You might break apart, but then if you have it explained to you properly, you'll learn, okay, you'll have an idea. I need to cut the air back. I don't need to flip in the falsetto. I have to learn how to get this fused together. And then hopefully you have good instruction and they'll teach you the modes and different things to, and specific ways to find this so you can have that improvement, okay? So, which exercises do you do or do you use for specific reasons, all right? Now, everyone's different. Some people are similar. I've seen people all over the world taught a multitude of people all over the world, and a lot of them have similar issues, and then, but everyone's individual. So we all need extra focus on our weaknesses, okay? So you need to ask the questions. 
for this part of my voice, what, what do I work on? What is there an exercise? Can you tell me what it's for? What do I do to, you know, can you give me some homework, right? In HVT, we have several multi-purpose exercises. So it kind of saves you a lot of time because we pack a lot of things into each exercise, but I can always, always explain what they're for and what they're doing because I ask the questions. Okay. Now, if you're, no matter what the exercise is, if it's a humming exercise or it's a resonance encouraging exercise, if it's a bridging exercise, a registration, if it's for vibrato, if it's for support, no matter what it's for. Okay. And we'll just, we'll take any, any exercise you can think of. All right. If you're just doing it, say you, even if you have my stuff, I won't pick on anybody else, but even if you had HVT and you popped it in, I explained it. And then I start doing the exercises along with you in the classes. And then you would graduate over to the workouts and do them on your own. But in the classes, I'll actually do them with you, right? Kind of hold your hand a little bit. Now, if you just jump in there and you just try to create the sounds and you just go and you don't think, not only think about what you're doing, but think about the improvements that you're seeking, then you're kind of just spinning your wheels. Okay. So, Take the pressure away from yourself and simplify it. All right. It, it, take your time with everything you do. When you say you're on a bridging exercise, all right, something like, like I said earlier, like a mum, 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 or a sound that's supposed to bridge your register. So you don't have the yodel or the crack, no matter what it is, take your time and ask yourself, what am I trying to improve here? What do I want the result to be? What kind of improvements do I want out of doing this exercise? If you'll do that before and while you're doing the exercise, you're light years away from just doing the reps. Okay. So if you're just mama, 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 and just doing that for a year and just hoping for the best, you know, good luck. But if you are engaged in what you're doing mentally, you think ahead a little bit and you tell yourself in this case for that exercise, you might say, all right, I'm going to see how I can improve my placement. I'm going to see uh, how much more accurate I can be with each pitch. I want to focus on the shape of the voice. Am I getting, am I bringing too much chest up? Am I switching from a fat sound to a thin sound instantly, or am I gradually making this happen? When I descend or when I come back from the high range to lower in the range, am I shouting when I'm re-entering or am I working, tapering that sound on the way back? How are my vowel modifications? Are they making my life easier? Is my placement unified through here? Are my is my resonance unified? The overtones, everything sound good. All right. I think you see where I'm going with this. You're thinking about the improvements that you're seeking while you're doing the exercises instead of just doing the reps. Okay. And if you do this, I promise you, you are going to improve so much faster than just mindlessly doing stuff, whether it's my stuff or somebody else's. Okay. So we take this into the training room while we're doing all our vocal exercises, 
even our breathing. And if, if your system, uh, if you study something else, hopefully they have uh, diaphragmatic coordinating, strengthening exercises for your breathing, airflow, support, and so on and so forth. Everything you do, let's just say it was a breathing exercise, a daily breathing exercise, and you had taken a nice inhale and the instructions were count and announce clearly while trying to reserve the breath as far as you can, or say the alphabet as clearly as you can while trying to reserve the breath. Do you just read that sentence, take a breath, one, two, three, four, five, six, and just run out of breath? Or do you really understand what you're reading? Okay, so what I would do is I would read that and say, Okay, and this is, this is not because I'm some super smart guy. This is from failing a multitude of times and going back and reading things a hundred times. And then out of nowhere, boom, a light goes off and it's like, oh, maybe I should have done what it asked me to do, right? So then I would say, okay, I'm trying to preserve the breath. So what makes the air leak out? Okay, the consonants when we say things. If I get right up on my microphone and I don't think about anything that I'm doing or that I teach and, you know, teaching and vocal training, then I'm just going to shoot a bunch of air out when I talk. Yeah. And all the air is going to come out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right? Now, what makes that happen? One, are we just taking a breath and then releasing the rib cage and just letting all the air come out? When we're saying stuff, if the instructions are be mindful of the airflow, okay, well, can you hold the breath back and use less of it? Can you create things with less air? Can you speak and sing without just relaxing your rib cage completely and just shooting all the breath out? All right, what do we do? So to improve something this simple, something that seems so basic as an instruction on a breathing exercise, taking a deep breath and then counting and doing something that's contradictory to make yourself think about a little bit more. And it's of course designed to fight you, but you're trying to take that instruction and get improvement. So if you're counting or reciting the alphabet in whatever language you speak, and you're trying to make it crystal clear while trying to preserve the breath, it's gonna be very, very challenging. So what I would do is take a deep breath and then cut it back, right? I'm holding it without tension. I'm actually speaking on this right now, right? So that's one way we're trying to preserve the breath. The other is what can I, what kind of physical cues can I use to monitor that? One would be, my hand on the rib cage, like two, you know, two fingers on the front of the rib cage, thumb on the back of the rib cage and the floating ribs. So that when I take a breath, I can feel the expansion of the rib cage. Now I'm going to monitor that while I'm doing the counting or the reciting of the alphabet. And then I'm going to take my other hand and just hold it maybe a little bit farther than a nose lengths away, length away from the mouth so I can feel the breath and the uh, moisture from the breath hitting my hand. So if I can reduce the breath and the moisture on the hand and I can monitor a very, very 
smooth and slow uh, deflating of the rib cage, and I can improve that and get crystal clear sound, then I can also naturally build up the ability to recite the alphabet or the counting with clarity and not shooting all the breath out, okay? So how would that be useful? Just do the math. What do you do when you sing? You have lyrics, you got consonants, <laughs> right? You have to use the breath to use the voice. So you wanna make that efficient. You wanna make it very efficient. That's what all those breathing exercises are for, okay? So then you're thinking about what you're doing. Hand on the rib cage, hand in front of the face. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Then you can feel the hand on the rib cage. You can feel the hand in front of your mouth and the things we just talked about. And also take it a step further. Get the mind involved. Training mindset, right? Start thinking in. Well, how can I add even more qualities from that I want in my singing voice into these breathing exercises? Well, what I did was first monitor everything, right? Then use your ears. Start seeing if you can get those overtones and that placement cooking while you're counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? And then the next thing is work on the consonants. How can I hybridize the consonants or marry letters and things like we do in HVT, okay, with my mouth while I'm counting? And so I do that. So there's, there are now four or five different things going on that I'm thinking about, all right? And at first it seems like a lot, but it, it, you know, after a while you don't even think about it. It's like riding a bike. But now, instead of me just waking up in the morning to do my daily breathing exercises, one, two, three, four, oh man, I can't even get to 10. Now I'm actually thinking about what I'm doing and I'm doing what? My vocal training mindset is seeking improvements, things I can use. I'm thinking about what I'm doing and now, I'm gonna get probably a, a hundred times more value out of those boring daily breathing, diaphragmatic strengthening, coordinating exercises. Then I'm gonna go to my vocal training exercises and I'm gonna do the exact same thing with each and every one and I'm going to reap the benefits of improvement. Then I'm gonna go to my singing practice singing the songs in my set. And I'm going to think about everything that's going on, all the modes, all the extra breathing exercises, everything that's going on there, and how that applies to me singing. Am I doing the same thing or am I just, are they two completely separate entities? Am I just gonna just do something completely different when I sing? and fail? Or am I going to make this stuff actually work for me? All right, think about it. All right. So one other thing I want to talk about with this is your mindset, your perception and your reactions to what you're doing. All right. And that would be having a positive mindset for improvement. Okay. So uh, we've been using the mum, mum, mum exercise because most people have heard that and done that in, in a multitude of vocal training systems and disciplines, right? So 
say you were trying to use that exercise, even though there's, a, again, a lot of purposes for a lot of exercises, they can benefit you in a lot of ways, right? That, that's what I call a multi-purpose exercise. So say you're using it merely for your vocal break and you're trying to iron out that, you know, and not flipping the falsetto and cracking all that. When you first start, you're going to fail. Get over yourself and accept it, all right? But think about it like scales of improvement. One time, one of them is going to hit. If you're thinking ahead and you're doing everything I told you to do, you've asked for instruction and what to look for, some tips on how to make it work instead of just doing it, and you're practicing. Out of nowhere, one day, one of them's going to hit and you're going to be like, oh my God, I think that was it. That was it. It wasn't falsetto and so on and so forth, and it started to work. So as many <laughs> are, that are not going to work, don't get angry about it. Don't punish yourself for the ones that your voice cracked, right? And everyone's human. I know people get frustrated, right? But you're better off just walking away and taking a break and coming back to it when you're not angry anymore and trying again than you are to jump off of technique because it's not working and then just going back to what has never worked and start shouting and cracking and getting angry, okay? And that's what can happen. So your best bet is to kind of reward yourself in a, you know, for, for the ones that you actually got right and get excited about the fact that, hey, I'm going to try and get more of those to come out so I can start building some muscle memory and I can start tipping those scales of improvement in my favor. And that's what will happen. Okay. So don't let that anger, uh, the voice cracking and all that, you're better off laughing it off than getting angry. You don't want to jump off your technique and you don't want to quit. That won't get you anywhere. All right. So focus on those light bulb moments, dust yourself off, <laughs> get back on the horse and ride, keep training, keep practicing, and you can do it and you will do it. All right. All right, well, that does it for this episode of the Visual Vocalist Podcast. If you'd like to put that training mindset to work, learn more about me and hybrid vocal technique, then head over to hybridvocaltechnique.com and explore all of the vocal training options made available to you, such as HVT vocal training programs, private one-on-one -on -one online coaching with me, or even become a VIP member and get streaming access to the entire HVT library community, Q&A live streams, giveaways, legacy content for my teacher, and of course, discounted private lessons. All right, so the choice is yours. Please make it today and let's sing. I'll see you next time.